Welcome to Your Worthy Career, a podcast with me, Melissa Lawrence. I'm a career and life coach with all the corporate cred in talent development and organizational psychology, and I help women like you get extraordinary results by being more you, not less. I won't just help you have a career experience worthy of you, but I will help you build your self-worth to shift what you think is possible and take the action that will create the career you've always wanted. Whether it's more meaningful work you're passionate about, making more money, getting to your next level, or being more effective as a leader, we are shattering the glass ceiling here. The one that exists for women at work and the one we put on ourselves with our doubt and inner critic. Each week, you will get practical teachings grounded in neuroscience and effective career development strategies. You'll experience deep mindset shifts and the perfect amount of woo so you can run your career with ease rather than your career running you. You were born for more, and I'm going to help you get there with maybe a few dance parties along the way. Your up level begins now. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This week, I have a special guest. I have a former client. Her name is Swathi, and she is on the podcast to talk about not just her experience in coaching, but I wanted to kind of take a different angle on this and bring someone on the podcast that I worked with a year ago so that you could hear what her experience was like and what has stuck with her, what has not stuck with her, how she thinks coaching has impacted her career today, a year later, so that you could really understand more about what the process is like and also what you might be able to do for yourself to help you take action towards those goals that you want for your career, whether it's with coaching or something completely different. I think her story from going from a lab scientist on the bench to working in alliance management and someone that is highly academic, the high achiever, and hearing kind of the steps that she took, how she was feeling, and where she is today is really going to give you a lot of insight and wisdom that you can take for yourself to help you with your own goals. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Swathi. Hi, Swathi. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course. I'm so excited for our conversation. Just to get started, can you share with everyone who you are and what you do and a little bit about your background? Sounds good. So I'm Swati Gandhavaram. I work as an alliance manager right now in a big pharma company. And I've been in a couple of uh, scientific lab-based roles before I ended up where I am today. And education-wise, I have a bachelor's in pharmacy from India. And then I moved to the U.S. obviously to pursue higher studies. And I ended up getting my master's in chemistry from Illinois. And then it seemed like I wasn't done. So I went on to get my PhD in biochemistry from Georgia State University. And then at that point in time, I kind of felt that getting a postdoc was kind of important and almost mandatory before kind of going into industry, because that's kind of the thinking at that point in time and the advice that I got from my mentors. So I went on to get a postdoc in biochemistry as well from Penn State University. So as you can tell, I've been in academia for a long time. And uh, my 17 years of staying in the U.S., 10 years have been in academia. And then the last seven years have been moving into industry and serving in several roles, ranging from being in a business development role, handling proposals, 
And then I went, as I mentioned, into pharma with scientific lab-based roles before becoming transitioning into the business side. Yes, you have such a vast background. Thank you I for sharing. I'm sure a lot of people listening are really resonating with all of that as far as like the academic piece. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to make it a lot more meaningful and people kind of go and hear about your background and the journey that you've been on, which we're going to get into. So I invited Swathi to be on the podcast as a way to talk about kind of life after coaching. (laughs) We had worked together about a year ago when she was looking to transition into another role. And now it's been a while and she's been in her new role. And so I thought it would be really fun for everyone to hear kind of what sticks with you after coaching and maybe what doesn't and just the impact that it has over time, because I really like to focus on sustainable results and something that's really going to change and have a positive impact on you outside of just that time that we're working together. So this is just a fun new way to share your story. So I really appreciate you doing that for the people that are listening. So if we take the listeners back to the beginning, what were things like for you before we started working together, if you can remember, how you kind of thought or felt about your career? Oh, absolutely. I remember very clearly how I felt before we kind of like, you know, got together and started working on the coaching piece. I was very happy, like, you know, as I was transitioning from one role to another, even from academia into industry and from one role to another in industry, I was very happy with the way I was kind of, you know, jumping from one role to another. It kind of seemed like I was making progress. In my last role, lab-based role, I was in that role for almost close to three years. And I was very excited when I started off because it was sort of a new space. I was getting to use my background, you know, in biochemistry, like very well. And I was also learning new things. So it was very exciting when I started out. The first year, of course, the excitement was there. Second year, a little bit, but I was, I think things started getting a little bit stagnant. And then I think by the time it was almost like third year, and when I kind of approached you, I remember that I wasn't very excited to even like get up and and go to work. I was just, I felt very stagnant, very stuck. It didn't seem like I wasn't making much progress. It's not that I wasn't a high achiever or, or I wasn't contributing to the team. It's just that what I was doing was not resonating with where I wanted to be career-wise. So that's really what I think pushed me to look for avenues where I can vent and release and get the help that I needed and also sort of be told that, okay, there are other ways in which you can, you know, think and proceed to get to where you want to. So I think that's kind of how I felt and glad I was able to like reach out to you and and then we just connected and and took things from there. And so do you remember if there was a tipping point that made you want to just seek coaching or move forward with coaching? Yes and no. I mean, I think the people that I was working with, the atmosphere, if you will, was, I think, also contributing to my, I guess, a negative space. And the fact that I was in academia for so long, where I had mentors all along the way, who were telling me, this is the way to go forward, like guiding me and all those things. So I was missing that presence big time. Mm -hmm. And I think being where I was career-wise and having realized that I wasn't having that mentorship, I think really pushed me towards coaching. So I think that I would say was the tipping point, that the realization that I didn't have that mentor to kind of guide me Mm -hmm. to that next step. 
And I know coaching was kind of new to you. Like you had experienced the mentoring piece, but hiring a coach was something that you hadn't done before. So do you recall kind of what made you make that decision that you thought, okay, instead of finding another mentor, I'm going to hire this coach to help me? Right. Yeah. That's a great point, Melissa, because coaching was, I guess, relatively new at that time than it is now. And I was obviously unaware of, of the coaching space and, and the benefits and the joys coaching brings forth. But then, of course, I connected with you on LinkedIn and I was still exploring all my options, right? Because I mean, I didn't really know coaching was going to be my savior, <laughs> but it's, it was that exploratory phase where I think we connected and then you kind of, we had that initial call where you kind of walked me through what the coaching process is going to be. And I think I also have to give myself some credit for being open-minded and not just being conservative and reserved about this whole coaching because it's it's completely new. I didn't have anyone to talk to about the coaching experience. So I do appreciate a little bit that I was a little open-minded about, you know, take like taking on something that was completely new for me. And I have never even, I never had any understanding of that. So I think the fact that we had that initial conversation where you kind of walked me through the benefits of coaching, I felt like I had to take that next step with you. Yeah, it definitely takes courage. So you definitely had courage. Whenever we're doing anything new like that, especially because like you talked about your background, right? We're so used to investing a lot of money when it comes to academics. But then when it's like, oh, I'm going to reach out to this person on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) give her money to help me because she says she has a process like that takes some courage, right? You have to have some trust for that person and kind of see that they can help you. And it takes courage to try something new because you haven't done it before, right? There's not a college institution behind my name. So that definitely takes courage. You can give yourself all the credit you you want for that and it's well deserved. (laughs) So by the end of our time together, you had moved from someone, like you said, who had kind of primarily been in the lab and been ready for kind of a pivot into some more of a management or office space. And you have moved into that role. So what has that transition been like for you? Very tough initially, I have to say, because I think in my previous roles, I have kind of done similar things in a very supporting role sort of way, but it was never a primary focus. But then when I moved and transitioned into this business operational role, obviously it was not, I was not in the lab. I wasn't even doing like scientific things. Of course, I was like interfacing with the scientists and the, and, and the technical scientific people, but I wasn't actively doing that. I had to look at more into the the business things and, and organizational things, if you will. So it was a very tough adjustment, but I'm glad that when I took this role, I still had a few more months of coaching left with you. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember we did have like a lot of conversations, especially around stakeholder management, mm-hmm. because that was something that I wasn't doing a whole lot in my previous roles, but it was a major piece. I guess the primary important thing in my current role. So I think those initial conversations that we had during our coaching sessions in my new role at that time were very crucial in helping me kind of like settle down in that role and kind of use that knowledge to build forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how long have you been in your role now? It's a little over a year, actually. Yeah. Well, congratulations yeah. on your year. I knew it was, it was about that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what would you say if you look back on that time when we were coaching together and then fast forward to kind of this year of you being in your new role, 
What would you say is the biggest transformation or change that you've gotten from the coaching process? Oh, a lot. I think the biggest things, like I mentioned, was the stakeholder management piece, because that's like a big thing in my role right now. Mm-hmm. And I always like think back to our conversations and how it is very important to kind of establish that communication link and kind of keep that open. Because a lot of the time when you are dealing with different people, the biggest thing obviously is lack of communication or over communication. I think it's always good to over communicate than not or under communicate. So I think that's one of the big pieces that I kind of learned from our experience together that always keep that communication link open and, mm-hmm. and make yourself as clear as possible when you're dealing with people and understand where they're coming from and what my point of view is. So just keep things transparent and clear by communicating. Mm-hmm. And how does it feel to know that you're in the right job for you? The fact that I'm just happy and excited every day. <laughs> yeah, and you've crossed that year mark, right? Like, so you talk to your lunch and you're like, okay, yes. year was fine. And then it's kind of started going downhill, but you've crossed that now, right? And you're not having that downhill feeling. No, I'm not. Let's <laughs> see how I can expand my horizon. There's just so much I can learn and do. And I think that's very exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that is such a great mindset to have too. Like you talked about being open-minded, but having that at work also, where you said there's like, there's so much you can learn and grow and within your company, you can always kind of pivot and think the opportunities are really endless as far as what you can do. And you know now how to make those pivots, right? Like you've gone through the process. So you know what that looks like. You know how to make changes if something feels misaligned, as opposed to going down to that, like, raging LinkedIn scroll or <laughs> trying to like apply to a bunch of different jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Is there anything else you want to say about how your career is now? I think just having the growth mindset is really helping me and not going in thinking that I know everything and just be able to like make those awkward well not awkward but I guess just be open-minded to connecting with different people Mm -hmm. like even if it brings some level of awkwardness because you didn't know them from before I think that's something that I learned from our coaching experience as well just be open-minded and not hold yourself back when it comes to connecting with new people that's Mm -hmm. something that I took very seriously and I have made so many connections that my manager is sometimes surprised as to how many connections that I have made like in my short stay compared to like others so that has really helped me in troubleshooting, getting things resolved, or just getting the knowledge and the information we need for certain tasks. So I think just having that mindset, that growth mindset is very mm-hmm. important. And, and I'm able to do that very well in that role. Yeah. And I remember us talking to a lot about expectations. Yes. Like having a lot of high expectations for other people and then getting frustrated when they're not delivering that way, which I think is really common for all the high achievers of like, this is just a logical way to do it. Why wouldn't you do it that way? And I think that speaks to your growth mindset also to look at other people and appreciate kind of what they bring to the table, even if they're not meeting those same expectations and knowing what you can manage for yourself versus what you can manage for them just is so powerful when you think about how you use that for stakeholder management. Yeah, I tend to do that sometimes, but then I kind of lower my expectations. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> okay. good to <y'all> doing that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
So how do you view career development now? Definitely sounds like it's very open-minded. You talked a lot about growth mindset. Is the way that you view development now different than it was before we started working together? I have to say yes, because I think before we started working together, I was very limited in how I was thinking and approaching my career, just because I didn't know what were the options that were available. Uh, Definitely the coaching experience has kind of opened my mind and enlightened me in ways that I wouldn't have if I hadn't taken the, gone through the coaching process. And now that I have gone through the coaching process and it's been a year in my role, I feel like I can definitely be my own cheerleader and push for myself if I feel like I have to head in a certain direction or if I have to learn something or, or achieve something professionally. I feel like I have a voice for myself and I'm definitely able to do that now than say before the coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gets to my, the next question I wanted to ask you is, so you definitely, you've moved into this new role in the time that we work together, but if we had never worked together, where do you mm-hmm. think you would be now in your career? And just like the way that you're experiencing your career. Would that have been very different, I think. For me, like I mentioned, I was at a cusp where I wanted to transition into sort of project management and, and business side of things. That transition would probably have been, I probably would have done it, but the timeline must have been much more stretched mm-hmm. if I hadn't gone through the coaching process with you, just because it was not just about coaching and, and letting me know like what are the opportunities, but the resources you provided. And when I had like roadblocks along this process, you know, the resources that you were able to provide were very crucial and kind of expediting my journey in mm-hmm. like, you know, transitioning into where I am today. So I think if I hadn't gone through that coaching process and all the roadblocks that I have hit, it just would have been a very different space for me. <laughs> yeah, it's something you might have gotten into that role eventually, but then those other skills would have been lacking too, right? In the way that you exactly. approach your career. Yeah. And I wish people could see your face when I asked that question because you're so like beamy and smiley and like and then when I asked that question it's like you had this look of disgust on your face and I was like what would have happened if we did work together I was like oh <laughs> oh you won't believe me Melissa I have told so many people that kind of felt stuck or in that same space that I felt before taking the coaching process with you that they have to explore what is called coaching like professional coaching mm-hmm. and I think I was actually able to like positively convince few people to kind of take that leap. So definitely coaching is the way to go. (laughs) If you haven't experienced it, do it. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like you said, like when you haven't done something before, it does take that courage. And now Mm -hmm. you're on the other side, which is why I think it's so great for people to hear your story because then they can see, okay, here's someone who is also a little hesitant, took that leap. And now it's, you know, a year later and they still have positive impact from that. And like those types of stories, I think, help people like build the courage for themselves for whatever it is they want to do, whether it's like coaching or learning how to surf or whatever it is that they're feeling kind of scared to do. It shows you that you can do anything and those things apply to you at work too, right? Like, but I'm sure there's things at work that maybe you were a little bit hesitant to speak up about or advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. about. And now like doing this shows you that you can do those things and you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what are your current development goals? Like, what are you working on now? Well, right now, as I mentioned, I'm an alliance manager. 
and I did not have any previous experience being an alliance manager. So definitely my career goals right now align with what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. That is to expose myself to like more courses or or like attending conferences that, you know, talk more about alliance management and, and what what is out there in this space that needs to be tapped into. So I think right now I'm kind of working on those and 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 stakeholder management, like building those relationships, relationship management, all those things are something that I'm actively working towards. Yeah, that is great. Like building that business acumen. And I think you didn't even just say this directly, but what I'm hearing also is, or if, if everyone picked up on this, is that you moved into this role without experience in alliance mm-hmm. management, right? And I think there are a lot of people that have similar backgrounds as you that are maybe looking to get out of the lab and they might look for something like project management. I, that seems to be a very logical choice for people to say, I'm going to go get my PMP, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that to try to get out of the lab. And I think everything you've shared really around stakeholder management, communication skills, and like what you've done to make sure that you're making the right moves for you has allowed you to continue to grow and get opportunities with roles even when you don't have that experience, right? They're trusting that you're able to figure it out when you get there. Absolutely. Yeah. It gave me chills. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 So knowing what you know now, what would you say to someone who is maybe feeling stuck in their career or not sure what their best role is or how to get there? Like what advice would you give them? Well, definitely, I think, People are a little more aware now because of social media, obviously, LinkedIn. I think when I started out almost like a year and a half ago, coaching was just picking up. I mean, it wasn't really as established and popular. That's what I feel at least looking at my social media and the number of people that I talk to that are open to the idea of coaching. So definitely, I would say people that are feeling stuck and even listening to your podcast, I feel like, you know, there are like a lot of people out there. And they should actively look into coaching. I mean, they could find someone, hopefully, that mentor within their own organization. And if they're not able to do that, then I think they could always look externally and look what is out there. And coaching definitely can alter the way you perceive your career. And if you're feeling stuck, I think you need that help, whether it's internally through someone that you know Mm -hmm. that can offer that kind of guidance or if, if that's not possible definitely look uh, outwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm hearing you say also like owning your development, right? Yes. Like not just waiting for your boss to help you or whomever to kind of help pave the way for you. But if you're not happy to do something to figure out yes. what that looks like, whether that's hiring a coach or getting a mentor or looking for another job, if you know that's what you want, but just not kind of sitting and settling with good enough when you can have something different. Absolutely. Own it. You said yeah. it. Own it. Shouldn't put it on a t-shirt. Yes. Own it. (laughs) So I ask everyone that joins the podcast as a guest, what is a piece of advice that you wish you had earlier in your career? Piece of advice that I had earlier in my career. I wish I was a little more proactive (laughs) early on. I mean, I I guess I ended up being, you know, eventually, but I, I wish that was some advice that I got, like, you know, just don't feel shy or don't hold yourself back. You know, if there's something that you actively want to do, just like reach out, don't hold yourself back. So that Mm -hmm. is something that I would tell, I think someone that's starting out their career, 
yeah. to just be proactive and, and own it. Just go get it. <laughs> yeah, take a little bit of that courage. Maybe they can get yeah. some yeah, from absolutely. this episode, right? To go and yeah. do those things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice. So is yeah. there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to mention? I think we've kind of touched upon everything, but if I had to reiterate something, I think it's just to having that open-mindedness and growth mindset. Because un until and unless you have that, I personally, I don't feel like you can make progress. So I think just being open-minded, courageous, and owning it, you're not making any progress. So I think that's kind of how I would like to end my story. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. For people that are listening that maybe want to check you out on LinkedIn, connect with you, are you open to that? Absolutely. Okay. And where can they find you on LinkedIn? Uh, Just your name? Vatiga Norm. Yeah, I think that's okay. 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 So we'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can easily access and it. And I can share that. Yeah. And say yeah. hi to you. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you for having me, Melissa. It was a lot of fun talking about my previous experience. <laughs> thank you for joining. I'll talk to you soon. Hey there, if you're ready to be in a role you love, I want to invite you to join Beyond the Ceiling, where you're going to stop feeling stuck, know your best career move, get in a role you love where you can have the impact you want to while feeling more confident and earning more with my proven process. Head over to yourworthycareer.com slash beyond to get all of the details.